You are listening to 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. James Marshall is a registered investment advisor and president of Marshall Wealth Management. His registered investment advisory firm is registered in Texas and Kentucky. For 30 years, he has been educating, advising, and managing wealth for diverse families all over the country. This podcast is about different concepts of wealth building, some financial, some emotional, physical, and yes, some spiritual. The bottom line is you will leave with some knowledge and knowledge is wealth. So whether you're walking, running, exercising, or having your choice of beverages, no judgments here, clear. Then open your mind and get ready for some life-changing financial lessons. It's your time. Here's your host, James Marshall. Welcome, Wealth Builders, to podcast number 32, Faith, Family, and Finances. One you choose, one you're born into, and the other you earn. Well, most of us have to earn it. We have to be aware of and manage all three. First is faith. Faith is the assurance that things revealed and promised in the word are true, even though unseen, and gives the believer a conviction that he expects in faith will come to pass, say that again, and gives the believer a conviction that he expects in faith will come to pass. In other words, the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11.1 Throughout your wealth building journey, you will come across obstacles that seem insurmountable, barriers that appear to be too high to climb, such as job loss, loan denials, unexpected bills, health problems, etc. These barriers will come when you're tired and you're discouraged, when your level of discouragement is high and your will is low. And you may begin to look at others and seem to say, wow, what's wrong with me? Why are they doing so well? Why can't I get out of debt? Why can't I build up savings? When will I stop living paycheck to paycheck? Well, the um, 2019 Brookings Institute Hamilton Project found that the wealth gap between black and white households is once again staggering. Their research reveals that the median household net worth for black families is $24,100 versus $188,200 for white households. Let me say that again. The median net worth of black families is $24,100 versus the median net worth of white households, $188,200. This gap has gotten wider over the years. It's depressing. To me, this is the same story a different day. And I can understand how this type of report and all the media discussion about it can be overwhelming. And you can fall victim to some schemes and cons and empty promises. Well, it's at this time, I suggest that you just stand still for a minute and evaluate your situation. Don't get overwhelmed in the news reports or the surveys and the studies. Focus on what's going on in your situation. What is really happening? What is the real problem that is hindering you 
from your progress at this moment, this moment? Is it unemployment or underemployment? Is it cash flow management? Are you spending more than you're making? Is it your lack of savings? And is that lack of savings leading to increased debt? And what can you do right now to start to change your situation? Well, all these problems can be solved with discipline, structure, and patience. Discipline, structure, and patience. Every problem has a solution. But at the end of the day, it all starts with faith. Mustard seed kind of faith. If you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there. And it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. Matthew 17, 20. The foundation of all things is faith. Now, you know, I'm not a pastor, <laughs> nor am I a religious professional, but I have friends that are. So let's listen to what Dr. Derek Wilson has to say about this thing called faith. All right, we are here this morning with Dr. Derek Wilson, and we want to talk about this concept of faith and how it relates to our discussion this month on faith, family, and finances. I, I feel that uh, you can prepare all you want, but at the end of the day, you got to have faith. Good morning, Dr. Yes. Wilson. Think about that. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, James. Well, let's get started. First of all, we wanted to make sure that everybody understood that the Bible says in Hebrews eleven six that we must have faith. I tell people faith is the currency of heaven. It's almost like trying to go to the store and purchase something with currency that is not germane, that is not uh, part of the United States economy. You can't take the yen and go to Kroger's. You have to take United States currency. And so a lot of times people try to approach God with something other than faith. Now, somebody says, well, what does the Bible say about faith? Well, the Bible says in Romans 1, 17, the just shall live by faith. In 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, that we walk by faith, not by sight. The Bible tells us also in 1 Timothy 6 and 12 that we need to fight the good fight of faith. And then 1 John 5 and 4, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. I like what Jesus told Peter in St. Luke 22. He said, Peter, I prayed for you that your faith fail not. And so in other words, I don't care what happens to your car. I don't care what happens to your job. I don't care what happens in any other circumstance or station of life. If you have faith, you can turn that situation around because faith is that key ingredient that will bring God supernaturally on the scene. And so a person has to believe that God is for them. Then the Bible says in Hebrews 5 that God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, that you may boldly be able to say, the Lord is, is my helper. He is on my side. Somebody says, well, how big is God? God is so big, you can't get over him. He's so mm. low, you can't get under him. Mm. He's so wide, you can't get around it. James, he says in Psalms 115, God says, he is mindful of you. That means God has you on his mind. And then the Bible says in Isaiah 57 that God measured all the waters of the world in the palm of his hand. Look how big the hand of God is. But mm. let me tell you what God says. His hand, he says, but you in the hollow of his hand. 
So mm. no matter what battle, no matter what situation, no matter what circumstance you face, God's got you in his hand. And God says nobody's able to pluck you out of his hand. Now, somebody says, well, how does faith work? Faith is the definition of faith is simply having confidence or trust in somebody's word. If mm-hmm. the doctor told you that you needed to take this uh, a p- particular scripture for medicinal purposes and take it three times a day, you're going to religiously follow the doctor's instruction because you trust the doctor's word. Right. If you have a, a financial uh, advisor and he says invest in his stock, you'll do that, especially if you have confidence in his instructions or in right. his word. Right. And so God wants you to know if you can believe them, take me at my word because I'm a God that cannot lie. And Mm. one of the things I love that God uses, James, is the word never. And the definition of never means no time in the past or the future or in any occasion not ever. So never is so, so solid that when God says, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you, I'll never let go of you, I'll never let you drop. Having faith in God is like this illustration between the eagle and the crow. The mm-hmm. crow always try to come and take what's not his. But you know what the eagle does? When the crow comes, the eagle elevates. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the eagle says, you can't elevate. Mm-hmm. We begin to understand that when we get start, start having faith in God, we elevate. God right. elevates us and puts us in a place that nothing can touch us. This is the reason why faith is important. Faith gives us the capabilities of pulling God's power, our God's supernatural supply in our natural circumstance. How do we get him to do that? Knowing, number one, we got to know what God's word says. Right. Man, Jesus said, man should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now, somebody says, well, well, can you pray for me to get faith, pastor? I said, no, no, no. The Bible says faith comes by hearing And hearing by the word of God. So Mm -hmm. what you need to understand is, is that if I hear the word of God about a particular matter that I have, it will bring faith. Number two, the Bible says, well, how much faith do I need? Well, Romans 12 and three says God has dealt to every believer the measure of faith. Mm -hmm. So, James, when we got born again, God took a measure of his faith and put it inside you and me and every believer. We have a measure of the faith that God used to create the universe. Mm -hmm. We have a measure of faith that God created, that God used to create the sun, the moon and the earth. We Mm -hmm. have that measure in us. Somebody says, well, how do I release that measure? You release faith through two ways, through words we speak and through our actions. The Bible tells us that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so faith is a product of our heart. Now, somebody says, are you talking about my physical heart? No, no, no. When it's talking about the heart, it is talking about the core of man, the spirit of man. That's just like, Mm -hmm. for instance, if somebody is wanting to come out of financial situations, Mm -hmm. they have to bring God in. And one way you bring God in is to allow God to have a say-so in your financial matters. One of the best way to do it is is through the tithe. When I tithe and I give God the first part of my tithe, I God, listen, God's not not like Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam's going to take his no matter what. God wants you to give the tithe out of love and out of commitment to him. And when you give God a 10th of the tithe, Mm -hmm. 
then now you now allow God to work in the other 90 percent. And God knows how to make the blessing of God come on the 90. And it says in Leviticus, God says that if you give me the tithe, I will retreat it like you've given me your whole paycheck Mm -hmm. and I will multiply your seed sown. James, I don't know how many times over the years that we've given our tithe and God supernaturally opened the door. I could tell you testimony after testimony Mm -hmm. after testimony where God move supernaturally because we honored him with the tithe. Well, Dr. Wilson, I tell you, you preached the word this morning. I just had one question in regards to that. Because oftentimes people say, well, you know, God's going to take care of it. I'm not going to worry about it because God's going to take care of it. And and, and I say, look, you know, God didn't promise you wouldn't have hardships. He didn't promise you wouldn't have obstacles that you had to overcome. It's not that he's going to always take away those hardships and obstacles. He's going to give you the resources and the wherewithal and the faith to overcome them. What do you say on that briefly? See, I tell a person that the Bible says all things are possible to him that believe. God wants you to understand there's no circumstance or situation that you can face that his word and his power with faith will not help you overcome. And so what happens is a lot of times people don't understand that I see it this way. There's a God with side and a man with side to do it. Just like in St. Matthew 17, this man stopped Peter and said, do you and Jesus pay taxes? And he said, well, yeah. And so Jesus told Peter, said, so you don't offend him. And I'm cutting the sword. He said, go fish. The first fish you find, open his mouth, take the money out and go pay his taxes. Now, somebody say that doesn't make sense. (laughs) It doesn't make sense to you. Mm. But when you follow God's plan, God can listen. God doesn't have to wait till Friday to bless you. Mm. Okay, (laughs) okay. He doesn't have to wait for a stimulus check. Uh God can cause something supernatural. But what God wants you to understand is that. If, if he tells you to do something, then do that. Don't just sit back and say, like, for instance, somebody said, well, I'm waiting for God to give me a job. Well, you got to go out there and put some applications in. That's right. There's the side. There's there's an application, a part that you have to play. You can't just put it all on God. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Well, listen, I really appreciate you bringing this word. Now, where can our listeners come and watch you preach or, or enjoy the benefits of being in your congregation? Well, we have an app called Spirit of Love Center. Mm-hmm. If they get online or, or download the Spirit of Love Center app, we have so many different teachings. My wife and I, we co-pastor the, uh, been doing it for 30 years. And so we have plenty of uh, teachings in the archives. They will be blessed because they'll get the word of God. And we believe that uh, the word of God is the panacea for everything that we face in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you being here today. Thank you so much, Jack. Second is family. No man is an island and no one gets there alone. The phrase it takes a village is certainly overused and underutilized. Just remember that at the center of that village is a single family. However, it's made up one person family, 10 person family and building sustainable generational wealth should involve the entire family. So I'm not just talking about money with your family. I'm talking about generational wealth with your family and your extended family. The leaders of the family are responsible for establishing the process 
as well as developing and educating family members to take a various uh, take on various roles in managing and growing the family's wealth. You know, this means entertaining the advice from others, actually retaining professionals such as financial advisors, CPAs, attorneys, and, and even therapists. I know that's a little bit taboo still in our community, but everyone needs to talk to a therapist every now and then. Now, every member has a role in the process of building family wealth. Whether you're contributing to the wealth, managing the wealth, protecting the wealth, or transferring the wealth, every family member needs to see the big picture and take ownership in the long-term wealth goals of the family. Not the short-term, not the here and now, long-term. And that's where discipline comes in, seeing beyond your circumstances. You have to establish a family bank owned by the family trust, and that makes it perpetual. Funding it with monthly contributions from family members and life insurance proceeds makes it viable. So you must plan, you must have structure, and you must have accountability. That's how you build family wealth. And finally, there's finance. No matter how hard it is now or how hard it has been in the past, just know that every problem has a solution. And the solution is based on commitment and cooperation. And finally, it's based on action. You have to establish the family's vision of wealth, assess the family's combined income and expenses, identify what accounts or funds can be transferred from individual accounts to the family bank. So in other words, you have your own savings goals and then you have the commitment that you've made to the family. You need to set up a family trust and place the ownership of all savings, investment, and insurance policies in the name of that trust. That will make it perpetual. Lay out the family foundation structure, such as executive director, secretary, uh, treasurer, committee members, etc. And committees should meet at least quarterly. And the whole family should meet annually to review the overall goal and the overall situation that the family is in financially. It's just like a corporation. So remember, a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. So start building wealth today. Until next time, keep building wealth. Peace. For more information about the family wealth building strategies that we're talking about here, go to marshallyourmoney.com and download our complimentary brochure, which gives you a great outline of the process of building family wealth. Peace. You have been listening to 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. Keep increasing your knowledge by going to marshallyourmoney.com and check out our educational videos, newsletters, and calculators. There you can also sign up for your free copy of his book, 100 Wealth Building Secrets. Like this podcast and follow it on podbean.com. You can also follow us on social media platforms, Facebook, Black Family Wealth, Twitter, James Marshall at Marshall Wealth, Instagram, Marshall Wealth, LinkedIn, James Marshall, and on YouTube, James Marshall Financial Educator. Email your questions or thoughts to james at marshallyourmoney.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, we build wealth one family at a time. Dividends. I teach you how to say. Well, number one, if it ain't making money, it ain't making sense.